0: Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So Trump is indicted again. I wrote you guys a whole episode and then that happened. So we have a lot to go over today. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in to this new indictment. So if you guys follow us on Instagram, then you know that I was literally headed in to record when this news broke. Why does this always seem to happen to me? Jack, why the afternoons? Aren't we all at our best, like right after that first cup of coffee hits? Let's go for a morning indictment next time, okay? Anywho, let's get into the details of these new charges. So Jack Smith's special counsel has now laid four new charges on Donald Trump's broad shoulders. Conspiracy to defraud the government, conspiracy to violate civil rights, the corrupt obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy to carry out such an obstruction. These charges stem directly from the January 6th attack on our Capitol and what Jack Smith is referring to as a foundation of lies. These charges essentially amount to Donald Trump trying to subvert the will of the people. They accuse him of allegedly using a number of different methods to overthrow the free and fair election results. These are things like pressuring Mike Pence into changing the results, pressuring election officials to change the results, recruiting fake electors to carry out his bidding, and even attempts to have the Justice Department intervene on his behalf. These charges do carry jail time, each of them, or prison time, and one of them carries up to 20 years in prison, which does not look great if you're almost 80 years old. Trump may also face charges for related crimes out of Georgia, as we've talked about a bunch of times on this podcast, and they also stem from pressure he put on officials there to find him votes. And there is a phone call recording of him saying that exact phrase. So it's really tough. Um. At the end of the day, everyone in America is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, and we will definitely keep you guys posted as this plays out. Jack Smith is, of course, looking for a speedy trial here as well because we have an election coming up and everyone wants the result of these trials before we go to the polls, And that brings us to our first story that I had intended for today, which is a campaign update. So it's that time of year where the serious poll results begin kind of rolling in about the presidential race. And apparently Trump and Biden are completely neck and neck. And I know a lot of people may be asking, how could that be? So much shit has gone down when it comes to Trump. But it really comes down to two factors. No matter what Biden gets done or doesn't get done, nothing seems to get his numbers to really pull upward the way he needs them to. He's just kind of lukewarm. He may see a bump in points here or there, but it's not the significant jump he needs. And again, he just is lukewarm even in his supporters eyes. Whereas on the flip side, Trump's fans are so loyal that they will follow him into these legal battles sight unseen. They are not flapped by his potentially facing prison, and in fact, it seems to have proved his point in a way. Trump has long accused Democrats of being so smart and so cunning that they have managed to rig our entire political system to be against him, and now he is using these court battles as examples of his plight in the war against the alleged corruption on the left. It seems that the tallies put Biden and Trump each at 43%. Yikes. We may be in for another round of what we were served in the 2020 election. And I think we can all agree that nobody wants that. On top of all of this, though, it's evident that the number two Republican candidate is not doing so hot. According to the Miami Herald, Ron DeSantis' campaign has begun laying off staffers and has let go about a third of their total team. That is usually a sign that the funds are running dry and that the outcome is not looking good. That said, I wanted to let you guys know a prominent family of Republican donors, the Koch Network, has just come out and saying that they have raised over $70 million to push Trump Well, out to sea. (laughs) They're sick of the drama. They're sick of the lies. They're sick of the embarrassing legal woes, and they're ready to move forward. And now they have just, you know, put this nest egg down to show that they are serious, and maybe other groups will jump on board once they have this nest egg to build on. Their representatives have said the goal of this funding is to, quote, have a president in 2025 who represents a new chapter end quote. So it's really getting down to the wire on who exactly is going to represent the Republican Party in 2024. Fox News is set to hold the first Republican presidential primary debate on August 23rd, so end of this month. Voting begins for the primaries on January 15th of 2024. There is still supposed to be a second debate for the Republicans between those two dates, but the timing is definitely still up in the air. Then the Super Tuesday for pretty much everybody voting, you know, most people are going to vote on that Super Tuesday, and that is March 5th, 2024. So that is when we're going to know who that Republican nominee officially is. From there, it is a sprint to November 5th, 2024, Presidential Election Day. Stay tuned. And for our last story today, I wanted to tell you guys about a strange object that washed up on a beach in Australia right at a time when the world is more and more curious about UFOs. So uh, when I first read this story, we hadn't figured out what the thing was yet, and it was very mysterious, but we have since figured it out, so I wanted to fill you guys in on all the details here. But a strange cylindrical kind of brassy metal object had washed up on shore in Australia, and it was filled with wires and things of that nature. So with all this UFO talk flying around, of course, people's minds were jumping to crazy places. It's from the aliens. It's from China. It's the missing Malaysian airplanes plane that disappeared. But the Australian government has grabbed the object and they began investigating its origins. As of Monday, Australian authorities identified this object as a piece of an Indian spaceship that launched and then unfortunately crashed. Due to a 1968 UN agreement, Australia is required to return this kind of debris to India, but they haven't quite yet, and that is leading some people to believe that they're doing more investigating or maybe still aren't sure 100% that this is what this object is. Either way, if we hear anything else substantial about this random, unidentified, or maybe identified object, we will be sure to let you guys know. And that is is the news de jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, embrace the craziness. Life would be a bore without it. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news de jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia media, all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh. Oh.